I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. The Whistling in the Dark podcast by Patrick Bradley. I'm pro-organization, but uh, anti-government. The difference between simple human organization and government is the use of aggressive violence. It comes across to me like, you know, pro wrestling, some fake two-sided battle, you know, between people that behind scenes are friends. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on Shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. After being holed up, and thank you, in the Ecuadorian embassy for the past seven years, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange has been arrested. He faces charges in the U.S. for conspiring to hack into a classified government computer. WikiLeaks tweeted that he's won dozens of journalism awards, nominated for a Nobel Prize every year since... 2010, and this is just a campaign by the CIA to delegitimize and dehumanize him. I was almost a dehumidifier. <laughs> that would be a good idea, actually. He's quite so, human. You know, so, so what do you think it is? What, why is this oh, happening? Did he break the law? Is it a problem? Well, or? remember what he did originally. Yeah, tell. Well, he, he, uh, he hacked into uh, the Democrats' um, computers and, and helped Trump get elected, basically, by exposing Podesta's emails and then, and then Comey went after Hillary. Remember that? And yeah, that, I do. Yeah, yeah. That's why in Trump won, basically. Mm-hmm. So, welcome back. This is episode 31 of the Whistling in the Dark podcast. I'm Patrick Bradley. Today is Thursday, April 11th, 2018. And today is the day that uh, Julian Assange was arrested in the UK. Uh, He will most likely be extradited. Uh, But I wanted to, to come out with that initial clip because that is a lot of what um, what I've been seeing today and uh, as I've been <clears throat> looking around at the uh, the various uh, coverage of of what's going on. So um, I wanted to get there that's actually so that was the view that was Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, she pretty much had the most sober take. Um, it gets pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, we'll get back into that. But first let's just go over the, you know, the basic, the basic story of today. Uh, so I got a BBC news article. That's the first one I saw Julian Assange, WikiLeaks co-founder arrested in London. Assange took refuge in the embassy in 2012 to avoid extradition to Sweden over a sexual assault case that has since been dropped. Uh, so, yeah, that that's one thing I found interesting. It's like, so uh, he went to avoid some case that's like not even in existence anymore, um, but he had to stay in there. Sure, other stuff came or whatever. Um, at Westminster Magistrates Court on Thursday, he was found guilty of failing to surrender to the court. 
He now faces federal conspiracy charges related to one of the largest ever leaks of government secrets. Um, interesting that he was found guilty like the same day uh, that he was brought in. Justice is swift in the UK. Uh, the UK de will decide whether to extradite Assange in response to allegations by the Department of Justice that he conspired with former US intelligence analyst Chelsea Manning to download classified databases. He faces up to five years in prison if convicted on the charges of conspiracy to commit uh, computer intrusion. Assange's lawyer, Jennifer Robinson, said they would be fighting the extradition request. She said it sets a dangerous precedent where any journalist could face U.S. charges for publishing truthful information about the United States. She said she had visited Assange in the police cells where he thanked supporters and said, I told you so. Assange had predicted he would face extradition to the U.S. if he left the embassy. What happened in court? After his arrest, the 47-year-old Australian national was initially taken to a central London police station before appearing in court. Dressed in a black suit and a black polo shirt, he waved to the public gallery and gave a thumbs up. He pleaded not guilty to the 2012 charge of failing to surrender to the court. Finding him guilty of the charge, District Judge Michael Snow said Assange's behavior was the behavior of a narcissist who cannot get beyond his own selfish interest. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this guy, like, not only does he find him instantly guilty the day that he's arrested, but he's also <clears throat> leveling, uh, like these <laughs> opinions to the guy's character. So he sent him to Southwark Crown Court for sentencing, where he faces up to 12 months in prison. The court also heard that during his arrest at the embassy, he had to be restrained and shouted, this is unlawful. I'm not leaving. Um, you know, it, so he is gonna face up to a year in prison for failing to appear in court for a charge that was ultimately dropped. This sounds, it's just like the same, um, and I, I mean, it goes a lot. I mean, there's a lot more going on with Julian Assange than this, um, but this by itself Again, it, it just seems like how is there isn't how is there not like uh some legal precedent that you know if you have some like I don't know tag along charges that were added to an initial charge that was dropped or bogus or whatever how how doesn't that affect everything like how can you know, it's like they make uh, it, it's just like they, you know, it's like we have to just bow down, even when they're wrong. Like, clearly, here was a mistake, you know, or in the Trump collusion thing, like, clearly it was a mistake, but it doesn't matter because you lied to the FBI and it doesn't, context does not matter, even if it's within a totally fucking bogus investigation. You're still going to get locked up. You're still, it's still a crime. Uh, anyway, so um, uh, why does the U.S. government, uh, continuing with the article, why does the U.S. government want to extradite Assange? Assange set up WikiLeaks in 2006 with the aim of obtaining and publishing confidential documents and images. The organization hit the headlines four years later when it released footage of soldiers killing Af uh, civilians from a helicopter in Iraq. 
I actually remember that video um, that definitely got around quite a bit. Uh, it turned out it it was like a few things it was kind of like a you know it was like the way the guys were talking the the, the military personnel were like laughing like i think at, i think at one point they said oh look at those dead bastards and they murdered like it was basically just like civilians i think uh there were some reporters and then and they also shot up a van that had kids in it <laughs> and like it it was it was pretty bad um, so that that was that uh, former U.S. intelligence analyst. The big, th I mean that that was messed up or whatever. But I I don't know like how much of an effect something like that. I I mean I think like the most people probably aren't, you know it's shocking to see it, but I don't think it changes their opinions around you know just war. You know I think people sort of assume that you know a lot of really fucking ill shit happens in a war like that you don't always know who your targets are or something so people that were you know probably already pro the war um you know probably didn't change their tune much from that but then former u.s intelligence analyst chelsea manning who was bradley manning back then was arrested in 2010 for disclosing more than 700,000 confidential documents videos and diplomatic cables to the anti-secrecy website she said she did so to spark debates about foreign policy but u.s officials said the leak put lives at risk she was found Guilty by a court-martial in 2013, charges including espionage. However, her jail sentence was later commuted by Barack Obama. It doesn't say that in the article, but that is who commuted the sentence. Manning was recently jailed for refusing to testify before an investigation into WikiLeaks' role in revealing the secret files. Uh, what are the charges against him? The indictment against Assange issued Assange issued last year in the state of Virginia, alleges that he conspired in 2010 with Manning to access classified information on Department of Defense computers. He faces up to five years in jail. Manning, <coughs> Manning downloaded four databases from the U.S. departments and agencies between January and May 2010. The indictment says this information, much of which was classified, was provided to WikiLeaks. The U.S. Department of Justice described it as one of the largest compromises of classified information in the history of the United States. Cracking a password stored on computers, the indictment alleges would have allowed Manning to log onto them in such a way as to make it harder for investigators to determine the source of the disclosures. It's unclear whether the password was actually broken. Correspondents say the narrowness of the charge seems to indicate it seems intended to avoid falling foul of U.S. Constitution's First Amendment guarantee of freedom of the press. Uh, well, the next section is why did the Ecuadorian embassy stop protecting him? I feel like that's not super interesting. Um, I do think uh, a lot. So something that has definitely happened since the Podesta emails and the Clinton, you know, the DNC hack that, that leaked DNC emails is before that time, anybody that I knew that was a Democrat, liberal, you know, all my young liberal friends, you know, they would have been very, uh, they were very, you know, pro WikiLeaks. And as far as I know to this day, 
not a single um, illegitimate document has ever been uh, published on WikiLeaks. Uh, I don't know how all that works, but they're able to sort of make them verifiable, and they all have been. Um, so <laughs> I don't think any, you know, it's not like a fake news thing that people are pissed about. In fact, I mean, I don't think people are even trying to really explain it's funny I, I feel like the view this this woman um this woman talking on the view next i mean she's an idiot but she definitely grasps grasps the idea that you know most people are reacting to this entirely in a political way and i mean if you you know so just like take your average democrat right they fucking love barack obama they hate julian assange and I guess they love Chelsea Manning since Obama commuted her sentence. Like how, you know, how in any, you know, uh, logical universe can you hold all that in your head? Um, you know, at this point, it's just whatever your team does, that's what you're on the side of. But the, you know, the interesting thing is, I mean, yeah, so... Well, there's, you know, there's lots of interesting things. One of them is Obama commuted uh, Chelsea Manning's sentence. Another one is Obama did not pursue Julian Assange. Um, he certainly spoke ill of him. Um, he was, you know, um, but he did not go after Julian Assange. And I mean, it's yeah, it's I don't I don't get like, you know, again, we uh, we've talked about it a lot. But I I believe that the libertarian sort of stands almost entirely alone as the only political uh, alignment that you can take that is logically consistent. Um, everything else is just, it's just like a patchwork of, you know, People just, you know, covering their ass or supporting somebody and then, you know, that person is covering their ass or whatever. Or they have favors or, you know, however it works, the corruption goes. And for some reason, people, you know, stay loyal to their team. Um, and it takes a whole lot. You know, it's some human nature thing. And being completely illogical is not enough to um <laughs> but having to support like an illogical set of things is not enough to for for most people to like switch teams <clears throat> i i think it's almost like takes an act of god or something some weird intervention so um they uh yeah so because you're you know what like what is i mean so Obama, you know, definitely trashed Julian Assange when he talked about how dangerous it is and all this stuff. And I mean, I don't understand then how you go. I mean, I remember when he, I mean, he commuted uh, Chelsea Manning's sentence right at the end of his his uh, second term, like right before he was out, you know, um, walking out the door. And I I remember being so surprised by that. And I'm just like, wow, you know, that's really cool. Um but, you know, at the time, I didn't, uh, 
I didn't really think about the fact that how like how inconsistent that was. And I, I don't know, you know, I mean, and I guess like at the end of the day, it's just not consistent. And I don't know how to, um, you know, make any sense of it. Like for some reason, uh, he just commuted uh, Chelsea Manning's uh, sentence. And I don't think that that meant that he was like pro WikiLeaks all of a sudden, uh, you know, and then of course, you know, and I mean, and at that point, yeah, I, I guess the Democrats are pretty like pro WikiLeaks. I mean, it was, there. there's a lot of shit that came out, you know, um, one of their, I, it's so much stuff. I'm not like super well versed on it. I have like a pretty, I have a pretty cool video, um, that's like the they WikiLeaks released on their tenth birthday, and it's like the top ten, uh, I guess, revelations or something. And I think one of them is, you know, WikiLeaks documents are the ones that actually showed that we were that the U.S. military was actually attacking Yemen. They were actually like firing rockets into or missiles, whatever, into Yemen. Um, so this secret war thing you know, was real. And I don't know if it was, um, the first time people heard of it at that point. Uh, but it was, you know, it was verification of it, you know, and that's a huge, you know, that was a huge thing. I mean, it's like classified documents showing, and that was under Obama, you know, but again, like once Obama came in office, you know, the, the, like, Middle East essentially ceased to exist, certainly to the left, the liberal and Democrat, you know, constituency in the United States essentially forgot that the Middle East existed for those eight years. So that was, I mean, I, you know, back then, like, I don't really remember that happening either, um, but it definitely didn't get, uh, didn't get any play uh didn't didn't like wind up soiling uh obama's uh reputation uh whatsoever so um anyway so then uh like i mean i feel like for the most part you know wikileaks is is like relatively uh looked upon positively on the left and uh, definitely neocons fucking hate wikileaks from day one because they're like an anti-war site um so you know up until trump the neocons kind of were the republicans um but any, anyway so then comes the podesta emails you know you heard this that's joy behar on the view um and i i almost want to go back to this real quick because it's just so fucking stupid so problem well remember what he did originally yeah tell well he he uh he hacked into uh the democrats um computers and and helped trump get elected basically by exposing podesta's emails and then and then comey went after hillary and remember that yeah Yeah, so (laughs) that's that's kind of where that's it right that like once that happened they totally lost um you know, 
The Democrats now like hate WikiLeaks. Uh, so you know, it's just further. You know, we've we've talked before about just the weird shifting of ideals that has happened over the years between Democrats and Republicans. And you know, once again, it's kind of just more of the same old. Like they don't have a philosophical underpinning, uh, so they're able to they're just kind of like go to whatever is like the utility opinion, you know, on, on an issue. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the, so, so there's no, like, now it, it doesn't matter what, uh, you know, WikiLeaks had exposed before, you know, whether it was spying stuff. I mean, I, so I don't think Snowden went through WikiLeaks um snowden went uh i think he i think snowden went directly to um some other reporters uh but which is pretty interesting now that i think about it because you would think you would like wikileaks at this point was kind of like experts um anyway but i know but wikileaks helped him uh i believe helped him sort of evade capture or whatever and and i think snowden is like alive and well in russia and moscow or something and uh like he like tweets he has a he has a, a, a twitter account uh he he definitely commented on this uh let's let's pull it up real quick um so uh i actually just had to pause it i was looking through he had like 50 tweets today a bunch of retweets and stuff um but it looks like the first thing snowden says was edward snowden 13 hours ago so i guess this was like after he found out important background for journalists journalists covering the arrest of julian assange by ecuador the united nations formally ruled his detention to be arbitrary a violation of human rights they have repeatedly issued statements calling for him to walk free including very recently which was december 21st u.n human rights experts today repeated a demand that the uk abides by its international obligations and immediately follow allows wikileaks founder julian decides to walk free from the ecuadorian embassy of london where he has been for over six years fearing arrest by british authorities if he leaves and extradition to the u.s States that are based upon and promote the rule of law do not like to be confronted with their own violations of the law, and that is understandable, but when they honestly admit these violations, they do honor the very spirit of the rule of law, earn enhanced respect for doing so, and set worldwide commendable examples. The United Nations Working Group on Arbitrary Detention said. <clears throat> so anyway, that was interesting in December. The UN has been calling for uh, <laughs> them to let Snowden go. Well, he didn't get away, did he? So, um, yeah. A anyway, so you know, once once the uh, DNC and Podesta, you know, emails, you know, leak. Now everybody, you know, exactly what this, you know, this dumb dumb Joy Behar says that oh, and that basically why Trump is president. But you know, nobody care like. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, it's like if I, if, if a guy is like cheating, you know, on his girlfriend and his girlfriend like looks in his phone at his text and sees, you know, evidence of this, but texts and pictures to some other girl and, you know, she's got him. And, uh, <clears throat> 
you know, she comes and says like, yo, like, you know, I don't I want to break up. Like you're cheating, you know, whatever you're a piece of shit. And he just like, you know what Hillary and the Democrats and every, all the people that I know, because I do not know of a single person that has defected from voting Democrat after the DNC leaks, is they all just joined together to yell back at the girl for why are you looking through his phone? And it's like, she's looking through his phone because he's fucking cheating, right? Like, it's, you know... There's not really, I mean, yeah, there's people that are just jealous and weird and sure, hacking like a private citizen's computer is fucked up, right? But when you're hacking like a fucking murderous government, you know, committing genocide, like, and it turns out to be true what comes out or all this corrupt shit that came out in the DNC emails. I mean, that wasn't like war stuff, I guess as much. Um, but like, I mean, the thing that really struck me uh, to me, like the big, the fucking hammer and all that stuff was what they did to Bernie Sanders, you know, and how this DNC like conspired with CNN, (coughs) you know, to make sure like, Sanders and uh, not just with CNN. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the DNC itself or whatever, but you know, like giving, I mean, the big thing, like to me, like the smoking gun is that, that uh, reporters giving the questions to Hillary before the debate, like that they're, they're like, you know, throwing the, throwing the debate for her. I mean, if you walk into a fucking debate and your opponent has had time to study and knows all the questions that are going to come out and knows the order of them, uh, like, I mean, that's a super unfair advantage. I mean, clearly, like, the fucking powers that be, like, did not want Bernie Sanders in. And most of my friends were Bernie Sanders supporters. And then, you know, this stuff came out. And, you know, I promise that, like, 99% of them fucking wound up voting for Hillary anyway, you know? And it's because they got all fucking crazy about, you know, oh, my God, Trump's going to, like, end the country or whatever. But lo and behold, it's fucking status quo. Like, lo and behold, the Fed is doing the same thing. Lo and behold, we're still in all these wars in fucking Middle East. And lo and behold, we're about to, you know, maybe attack Venezuela Lo and behold, we still have fucking universal health care. Like, nothing has really happened at the borders. Like, it's fucking, you know, steady as she goes. Um, But anyway, but people are so fucking panicked, you know, and uh, that they that they believe it. And something uh, like, so I'm going to play this. I have a few different things I want to play, uh, but this is... Uh, what's her name? Megan McCain. So I actually had to check this up because I have never watched The View in my life. Um, it just came through my YouTube when I was like looking around um, at Assange stuff. And uh, she's the daughter of John McCain. So she's fucking <laughs> super, uh, super pro-war, I'm sure. So let's listen to what she had to say. 
been uh, completely hypocritical yeah. on both sides. Eric Holder under Obama decided against pursuing persecution of Assange of concerns that WikiLeaks was quote a journalistic organization that would raise First Amendment issues. Uh -huh. Chelsea Manning was granted clemency. Chelsea Manning in 2010 released 750,000 classified and sensitive military documents uh -huh. that put our national security at list. Uh -huh. So yeah, so she, um, I mean, she's obviously like very anti-Assange, but I do like, okay, if you, you know, like, I guess I should commend her for basically just keeping the same view. Like, uh, you know, she's, I would assume she's Republican. Uh, she was very anti-WikiLeaks, you know, before this, uh, but then... Like, just because WikiLeaks, some stuff that, like, helped Trump. I guess she's, like, anti-Trump, though. Um, so maybe it doesn't really count. Like, if WikiLeaks leaks something about, uh, I don't know, somebody like Obama and then her dad won, you know, she probably would be, like, pro. But I don't know. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, like, she's moving from, like, national security. So, you know, at least, like, she's not, like, changing depending on republicans or democrats but remember like the world in the u.s is a little bit more complicated today because you have republicans and you have democrats but then inside of republicans you have neocons and then you have people that support trump so to me there's like three and and to me the neocons are much more closer to the establishment uh, on the left than they are the people that you know support trump i mean i think the people that support trump are generally political outsiders i'm talking about like the people in dc you know um they're just not like these deep staters where it's the democrats and the neocons are all deep stated up you know uh so anyway, let's see where, where she continues. Under the Obama administration, uh, she was given clemency. Yes. This is something that a lot of people who have put national security at first, I put myself in that category, have been warning about and warning about and warning about. And the only time the Democrats started caring is when it started affecting them politically and Hillary Clinton's emails were released okay. and John Podesta's emails were released. Does and anybody, I for one so what's going to happen with him? That's my so question. So here's, here's the, the biggest problem. I hope he rocked in hell. <laughs> so, great. I hope he rots in hell. Well, I, I do think that the worst that would happen to this guy right now is five years in prison. Um, but let's let's take a break from this because, you know, not surprisingly, every single reaction you're going to see is essentially going to be, you know, this this shit, this, you know, how how bad it is, you know, like as if like, I mean, there there's never, you know, the question of. Like, is there a breaking point? Like, do these people, is there some way that the U.S. government and military and intelligence agencies could behave where you, at that point you would say, okay, I'm, I'm like, you know, they're like, for instance, let's say this was, you know, the classic example of Nazi Germany and there was the equivalent of, a Julian Assange, which got classified Nazi documents out and were like, oh shit, like, here's the fucking proof. 
Like, here are the concentration camps. Here's, like, the receipts from IBM, you know, because they had the punch cards tracking all this. Here's the, the I think they, didn't they buy their gas from, like, the George, fam the, the Bush family to kill them? Whatever. You know, it's all dead to rights or whatever. But, like, the bottom line is it really shows the world. They maybe even had some video of them gassing people or whatever, just like, you know, the concentration camp videos. And I mean, you're telling me that's like, we, that there's something morally wrong that, that the, the person that got a hold of these classified, uh, this classified information is like morally wrong for that because they should just trust their government. Um, yeah, I mean, it. it's so, like, to me, it, like, the idea that I, these are, like, these are the people that I would trust, like, last, you know? I mean, there's, this is, like, there's some of the worst people in the world right now are, you know, the people that are, you know, I, and I'm, I'm not talking about, like, all, you know, a bunch of people in the government that are just, like, collecting fucking paychecks and i don't know like they may even know what's happening i mean they may be in the cia the fbi but like there's a certain group of people that are like pushing this to happen you know and these really are some of the worst people in the world they've killed million uh, i think it's up to two million maybe in the middle east now done untold amounts of damage totally destroyed countries also like in a region that was already super fucked up by, you know, by us, like carving up into random countries that don't make any sense, you know, like, I mean, it's been going on for so long. Um, and, you know, like, I'm supposed to trust these people. Like, we're, I mean, it comes out like how, like, you know, like, there's nothing, there, there isn't one aspect of what is found out that gives this woman pause like what about all you know what about all the fucking hillary shit what about like the the stuff she's saying to goldman sachs I, i'm pretty sure it's in wikileaks that she like explains to them that it's like well i'll say one thing here but i'll you know i'll but i'll say something different when i'm in the public like don't worry you know and uh not to mention all the uh, the Pizzagate stuff that came out of this. Um, that, I think it was in the Podesta emails. Um, but whatever, that was like nothing compared to what we actually found out about the insane like pedophilia that is going on at very, very high levels uh, like, you know, government and whatnot around the world. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, nothing, you know, nothing gives this person pause to say like you know uh okay well it's messed up that you hacked these servers you know chelsea manning but you know you did reveal that we were secretly attacking you know a uh attacking yemen and you know helping the saudis to wage this like horrific war on this country which to date is like that's the worst you know i think it's the worst humanitarian crisis in the world right now you know people fucking like massive numbers i know we've talked about it you know a good bit in the past i honestly don't remember i i feel like there's like they're on 
their own schedule for like a million cases of cholera in children this year, or maybe it was like 500,000. I mean, whatever. It's just outrageous, you know, and it's like a, a, a disease that exists like fucking nowhere else. Right. Um, you know, but, but like just because it was found, you know, by hacking this database that like what we can't talk about it, you know, <clears throat> Anyway, let's uh, let's start this WikiLeaks top ten. They put it out for their own celebrating their own birthday, so they put this out on October third, twenty sixteen, which I believe was like right before the DNC emails. Um, oh, and also one other thing about Joy Bear Behar, whatever. That, I mean, that, this was actually the thing that really shocked me. I was like, wow, I'm, I'm gonna play the the view thing is. She says that that WikiLeaks hacked the DNC. Like she says that as if that's what happened, or the Russians and, and like with. I mean, I guess we can go back one more time to hear it, but it's you know, it's pretty shocking. Let's just... I was almost a dehumidifier. <laughs> Great joke, dehumidifier joke. So, you know, so so, what do you think it is? What, why is this happening? Did he break the law? Is it a problem? Well, or... remember what he did originally. Yeah, tell. Well, he, he, uh, he hacked into uh, the Democrats' um, computers and... He hacked into the Democrats' computers. Like, it's so fucking false. <clears throat> that, de that definitely didn't happen. No, he's even accusing him of that. And what, what he is actually accused of, um, or what w the extradition part, is that he, in some way he was, like, helped Chelsea Manning or encourage chelsea manning or whatever but it's a conspiracy charge you know again the person that actually did the hacking is free in the united states but the person that was just like a conspirator but that actually didn't do the hacking now they're going to try to put him in prison and all this stuff so <laughs> anyway pretty uh pretty ridiculous um, but yes, but it, yeah, you know, so, and this is a view, right? This is one of the most, uh, popular shows in the United States. And this is what they're telling their viewers. And I promise you, people that watch the view every day have like, they have had their critical thinking skills, like fucking eroded down to just a useless nub. Like there's, there's no way they are able to come back from that, you know, and they talk about again, I do think at some point, somebody tries to clarify. And, uh, and then at the very end, they add this to the, they add this to the clip on YouTube. Now, I have no idea. I would assume this was not added because it, it's right after this, you know, it's right after this discussion. Here we go. Protected <laughs> this. It's cyber terrorism. Of it is cyber terrorism. Clarify something from Hot Topics. Julian Assange has been accused of leaking hacked emails from the DNC, not hacking them himself. Okay, uh -huh. and of course he hasn't been convicted of anything at the moment. So that, so that the classic move, right? Like you say a complete fucking lie, and then you say he's accused of leaking the hacked emails, which is not a crime. 
right, is not what he's being, uh, like, that the U.S. is not trying to extradite him because WikiLeaks printed, you know, those emails. How many fucking news organizations around the country have printed emails from the fucking DNC and Podesta hacks? That's not a crime. It's not, that's what they're talking about. That's the whole point that if they're saying that the U.S. government thinks that they have a case now because they think that he actually helped get the information with Chelsea Manning in some way, worked with her. So that's why they are extraditing him because they think he'll win because they can't fucking arrest him for printing stuff that people bring to him. It's not illegal. And that's what they're talking about. The freedom of the press with these. I mean, you know, and these people, the, the view, uh, I could do a fucking million podcasts in a row and I will not have the influence that like this one show has this one episode, you know, and saying that. And so, I mean, like, look at how they demonize him. And Assange is like, it's, it's crazy. I, you know, it's like, I, you, I'm trying to think of like some historical figure or whatever that, you know, it's like, oh, they did all this great stuff. And, and I just wonder, um, I don't know why this name is popping in my head, but Harriet Tubman, for instance, like was Harriet Tubman like just blasted in the press and demonized, you know, by like everybody? And was there only just like a very, very small minority of people that were really in support of her? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I don't think they had the media control or, you know, but they also didn't have the amount of media. So I, I don't really know. But you know, the narrative is Assange is bad, right? Like, like at the end of the day, that's all they're trying to accomplish. They're just trying to fucking carve the world up into good and bad. And they're trying, and Trump obviously is bad. And Assange is bad. Also, he's bad. And so that's where he goes. Um, but you know, from my my perspective, WikiLeaks is like amazing, you know, it's unbelievable. It's, um, it's, it's great what they did. It's unbelievable that this dude stayed in fucking exile for like six or seven years. I'm not, I, I, yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess he's just maybe trying to proof on point or something. I mean, at some point, I mean, if you're only looking at like five years, I don't know that the U S ever like or it was a year. I mean, honestly, like the U.S. didn't have the extradition thing going at that point. So, um, I mean, I feel like he could have just uh, taken that year, man. He could have been gone a long time ago, living like an actual free person. And then, you know, maybe he just goes to a country, like just go to Russia or something, hang out with Snowden. And, you know, they're never going to fucking extradite you back to the U.S. Uh, you're good to go. Um, but anyway, so all this talk, I, we, we can get back to it, but all, all this talk about WikiLeaks and, you know, something I was thinking about today was like, what really, what stuff did actually come from WikiLeaks? What were some of the big things? Uh, and I, I like their, uh, I mean, it's their tooting their own horn, but hey, toot away. Toot away, lads. So here is a WikiLeaks top 10. 
at least well, I don't know I might stop at some point um, but we'll get started to celebrate WikiLeaks birthday here are the top 10 greatest hits 10 publications that helped us all better understand the world we live in in 2007, WikiLeaks showed us inside Guantanamo Bay by publishing the manuals and standard operating procedures used to hide prisoners from the Red Cross, as well as PR guides used to eliminate certain words like suicide or to rename a hunger strike as voluntary fasting. 500,000 documents make up the Iraq and Afghanistan war logs, the most detailed description of war to have ever been published. Each attack and death is listed, including 15,000 kills that had been kept secret from the public. When European oil company traffic... So I think that must be... I think when they refer to the Afghanistan and Iraq war logs, I believe that's at least part of what Chelsea Manning did. Maybe I'm wrong, but we'll see. So this one's about Trafigura. Trafigura dumped illegal toxic chemicals in the Ivory Coast. It convinced a British court to gag the BBC and The Guardian. WikiLeaks published the gag documents breaking the censorship ban. In 2010, WikiLeaks revealed how a US Apache helicopter killed 18 people, including two journalists and people in a van driving children to school. What shocked the world was the video game commentary of soldiers eager to kill. Yeah, look at that, right through the windshield. <laughs> oh yeah, look at those dead bastards. Nice. The children from the van were severely injured in the attack. Their father and the other adults in the van were killed. The United States strongly condemns the illegal disclosure of classified information. Later that year, WikiLeaks released over 250,000 secret U.S. diplomatic cables about every country in the world. Cablegate exposed wrongdoing on every continent. WikiLeaks exposed the largest international agreements that the world has... So the, uh, the Cablegate thing, um, I want to say that I believe amongst like other stuff, it showed that... Um, like u.s diplomats were being used as spies uh under hillary clinton so she was having like i guess the people she would send to meet you know whatever foreign dignitaries or uh you know politicians whatever and they would like spy on them they would get like credit card numbers and travel plans itinerary basically just like anything and uh there were yeah like wikileaks put out documents that showed that you know these people were like spying i'm not i'm not exactly sure like what if that's really worse than a cia spy like to me you know but i'm not sure they care that much um but i know a big attack or you know one of the things about wikileaks that people were saying was really bad is that uh wikileaks like didn't redact the names of the spies um which you know i think you could have done that i don't know if they were talking about these spies though in particular because i i think this is a little you know a little different um but at the same time it's like okay so like the fucking piece of shit cia has fucking undercover people trying to like overthrow foment like revolution and shit in other countries i mean pretty much almost guarantee if the cia is there like they're not doing good stuff you know and so if their spies get outed i mean they're like fucking 
fucked up people doing fucked up shit. I don't know. Yeah, something. <clears throat> I mean, I get what you're saying. It's not like cool to like you know put people in harm's way, um, but you know you gotta bear some responsibility, right? Like you're doing ill shit undercover, spying in another country. So you know it's not like they're making stuff up. You know, it's not like a lie about you. They're just saying, hey, this is what, you know, so-and-so is doing. Anyway, we'll go on. WikiLeaks exposed the largest international agreements that the world has ever seen. The three big T's, which are being negotiated in secret. The three big T's are big business's new strategy to bypass the World Trade Organization and ensure that they get to set the international rules of what other countries can and cannot do. Super cool. Today, WikiLeaks begins its release of emails documenting the private lives and private lies of private spies. WikiLeaks revealed the inner workings of private intelligence company Stratfor that provides advice to US government agencies, arms companies, and Dow Chemical, who hired Stratfor to spy on the victims of the largest chemical disaster in history caused by their plant in Bhopal, India. <laughs> so they also could be referring to this, right? Like, so this is a fucking private company spying around the world. Uh, we're supposed to be like because of national security as they spy on some fucking giant chemical plant disaster. Mm. With the 2.3 million emails published in the Syria files, including the emails of its head of state Bashar al-Assad, WikiLeaks revealed the true nature of the Syrian elite. The Syria files also shed light on how Western companies profited from Syria by breaching sanctions. So that that one is really interesting, and I had no uh, uh, I had no idea that there were um, these Syria links or Syria files, uh, and it's yeah it's really interesting because um, just that little blurb I, I haven't read any more, but I mean that seems to be implying that like you know the U.S. or whatever like different elites are all cozied up with us uh, Syria there and. And then they just went nuts, tried to tried to kill him, right? Tried to take him out, take the whole government out. It was only Russia that like stood in the way. Um, so that may be an interesting topic. Maybe go look through the WikiLeaks stuff on Syria and see um, if we can make any sense out of that. WikiLeaks revealed the U.S. National Security Agency's spying on world leaders, including Chancellor Angela Merkel of Germany and the UN Secretary General Ban Ki Moon the last three French presidents, and President Berlusconi of Italy. Yeah. So, oh, and actually the DNC emails are in this. So I guess this uh, this did happen, uh, or this came after that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, in, it's like in all the flood of stuff, it's like whatever, but, you know, what they're like acute, I mean, look at how nuts they're getting about Russia running ads or whatever. And, like, they're saying they're, they're straight up spying on Angela Merkel. I mean, like, that's like the that's the fucking leader of Germany. That's not even like a, uh, uh, like an enemy or something, you know? Um, so, yeah, and the, the, I guess the head of the UN. <laughs> 
so anyway, that's like NSA spy on them, you know, absolutely, you know, outrageous. And then the last one is the DNC emails. Finally, coming in at number 10 are the emails of the US Democratic National Committee, which showed how the DNC undemocratically and illicitly stacked the deck against Bernie Sanders. As a result of those leaks, the DNC's five top heads rolled. Yes, that's pretty interesting uh, that all these people wound up getting fired or whatever because of that. Uh, but yeah, so it, yeah, it is interesting that WikiLeaks sort of kind of boils down the DNC stuff to more or less the same kind of narrative that I thought. Like, yeah, there's like a lot of other stuff in there. But to me, that's like the biggest one, right? Like, it, like you found out that it like Bernie Sanders own party turned against him and, and it was not the will of the people or the vote. And, you know, and it's like, you're caught red handed. It's one thing to like, sure. I think this stuff happens, but it's like, here is the proof, you know? And I mean, as far as I know, like Hillary Clinton has never addressed this ever ever you know and you know and that they're talking and we have to sit here and fucking for two years and listen to this russia collusion russia collusion stuff with trump which turns out to be nothing and this lady just she's not even the fucking president right she's nothing she's just a citizen and all this stuff comes out about her and and there's also a bunch of stuff about like the Clinton Foundation that's in there, and I mean it. There is so much shit, so much dirt that WikiLeaks has dug up on Hillary, and she is utterly like unfazed by it. Nobody's investigating her, you know. And it's funny if you remember when Trump was like getting, you know, when he was running, he's talking crooked Hillary, Hillary crooked Hillary and like, you know, they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to investigate her. They're going to arrest her. They're going to lock her up. And, um, nothing has fucking happened. It's, I don't know. You know, that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I've been thinking about something recently that somewhat kind of ties in with that. Um, as far as yeah, I mean, how much? How many times does stuff like that happen? Like, like I mean, obviously, like campaign promises not being kept, that happens all the fucking time. But like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Where it's just like a, per, a a politician just says one thing, and then you know, or it's really big about something, and then it just kind of just kind of goes quiet once they're elected, and you just. You always wonder, like, who... Uh, I, I've always thought, oh, maybe they had to make certain deals in order to, like, get support. Um, but I've also wondered, it's like, what support exactly you're looking for? I mean, when, when you're at, like, this level where you're just doing an election, like, presidential election, you're in the final run, like, it's you, it's Hillary versus Trump. I mean, what deals are getting made? Like, what do you really have to do at that point? Um <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, so, um, what I've I've kind of wondered about this a little bit, and this is a little bit more general than that, um, but it's a lot around, like specifically around the war and it, war, just like in general, like with presidents and how you know. I mean, it seems like here comes Trump. <clears throat> 
who is like seemingly like totally not into the war he's he still speaks out <clears throat> against excuse me against the uh the uh you know iraq war and stuff so it's a huge mistake and yet like yemen's still rolling and despite a whole lot of talk it looks like we're still in afghanistan just as much as before and i i don't know if syria is still you know moving forward um and it kind of just makes me think like i don't know you know like me you know maybe maybe they really just don't have an effect like you know maybe as much like because i think of when i think of obama i think of like a mass murderer right like committed genocide in the middle east just like his predecessor george bush <clears throat> you know and then you have like trump come in who's like not even really like talking that like talking like that's all a mistake even while he's in office but you know the end of the day you know look at the body count look at what's happening and it's really not changing you know so i don't know i i there seems to be something different between obama and trump i mean there definitely seems like you know barack obama was essentially you know a friend of the deep state or whatever and trump certainly is not uh but i don't know i don't know i i i think like uh you know there could be <clears throat> i don't know maybe it's something else like maybe even if if obama was like a good dude or whatever it wouldn't really matter you know he would still uh he, he still wouldn't be able to do um you know do anything about these wars or whatever um what else was i gonna talk about with this i uh i did want to talk about trump his his response to this was pretty funny um where is he yeah here he is Let's see where he comes in i have any opinion actually and South Korea is doing certain things okay, to help here, out here with the food question, the next and question. various other things for North Korea. And we'll be discussing different things inside. Again, the relationship is a much different relationship than it was two years ago. You remember what that was all about. And certainly uh, during the Obama administration where nuclear weapons right. were being tested all often. Right, buddy. And uh, we uh, are in a much different situation right now. So we'll be discussing that very Sorry. much, actually. Uh, I know nothing about WikiLeaks. It's not my thing. And uh, I know there is something having to do with uh, Julian Assange. I've, I've been seeing what's happened with uh, Assange, and uh, that will be a determination, I would imagine, mostly by the Attorney General, who's doing an excellent job. So he'll be making a, a determination. I know nothing really about him. It's not my, it's not my deal in life. What would you <laughs> it's not trump's deal in life man yeah I mean, why are you fucking stressing the dude out uh so anyway so i just i thought since i'm you know have this new ability to uh i have this new ability to play these clips i kind of wanted to play them um 
So we don't have WikiLeaks today giving us anything new. Uh, and Assange uh, looks like he's probably going to get extradited to the U.S. He's probably going to get found guilty. He's probably going to get put in jail for five years. Um, I, you know, I, ha- I have to say that one thing I, I uh, and I don't, I don't have like a link to it, but his lawyer, they did like press conferences or something, and they're talking about the danger. I might actually have that here. You know, it's a danger to um, to to like uh, the press, the free you know the free press or whatever. And um, boy. so, and you know, I mean. This uh, from Guardian Reporter, whatever, is Ewan McCaskill is critical. Note, Obama DOJ looked but found no evidence that Assange worked with Manning. But even if he had, journalists often work with their sources. Still a huge threat to press freedom. Um, so there's that's like the, the thing that I could have heard from the other side. You know, the uh, certainly the Assange camp and, and everybody saying this is a danger of freedom of press. And... I uh, I mean, on the surface, I know, you know, obviously I know what they're saying, but there's something about it just, it hasn't sat right with me. And it's, I think it's like, number one, they're accusing him of hacking. I mean, they're basically accusing him of hacking like a classified database. And while, yeah, like, um, a you know, anarcho-capitalists, I don't want the government to exist, like, whatsoever, um, but, like, getting found guilty, it's just a leap in logic to me, like, getting found guilty for, like, hacking the database, uh, and, like, he says, the Obama DOJ looked at it and found no evidence, it's like, okay, but maybe the Trump DOJ found evidence, you know, I mean, why? I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, why else would they go after him? And maybe they didn't. I don't know. If they didn't, how the fuck are they going to find him guilty? I mean, he's still got to come here and go to trial, right? Like, I mean, they have to have evidence. Um. So anyway, but I see that, like, I don't want this guy to go to jail. I like what he what he does, but I also, you know, it's like I see him as like he's he's a soldier, you know, like the, it, in this kind of like war trying to fight against this fucking giant, you know, international deep state or whatever, you know, that's just like covering the globe with this stuff. And, you know, all, you know, all the fucked up ill shit that, you know, our government and some other governments around the, the world are doing and like. You know, this was always the risk, right? I mean, you had to figure that, like, I mean, I don't know when we heard about him in 2010. You had to figure back in 2010, it's like, man, at some point, this dude's probably going to spend some time in jail. And I feel like he has gone, he's had to have gone into this with these eyes open, that that's probably what's going to happen. So, um, and not that, you know, again, I I hope, I wish him all the luck in the world. 
I I really hope that somehow some miracle happens and this guy doesn't go down. Um, but you know, even with him stuck in you know the Ecuadorian embassy, I mean, they still managed to be. I mean, that's that's that kind of the funny thing, right? It's like he's in this embassy and he managed to like. Oh, I guess maybe this was before. Um, but the anyway, so even with him really crippled as like a WikiLeaks leader, you know, he's still mad. They are WikiLeaks still managed to get the DNC emails, the Podesta emails. So, you know, it seems like they're they're still able to um, do their work with or without Assange. And, you know, it would suck if he has to go to prison for five years. Um, the dude's already been basically, it sounds like in a prison for like the last six or seven years. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily see like this specific thing as like a threat to the free press. Um, because you know, like whether you're press or not, like the first amendment doesn't give you, you know, the right or doesn't codify your right to to like hack uh a a uh, classified database um so anyway so so that's that's where i stand with that and um i think we pretty much covered it you know went over some of the highlights of what wikileaks has brought us over the years you know a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff about um spending i think in the state department and stuff too was was one of the things that came out anyway it's a lot of stuff certainly a ton of stuff about guantanamo bay about a bunch of stuff about like torture and everything happening over in the middle east by like u.s army and or military um and yeah it's just a big day you know he got arrested he already found guilty and will probably be extradited so we'll stay tuned um for that and uh, this is going to be like a total like weird change of topic, but I just wanted to look at it because I was looking at anti, uh, anti-war.com and we have Saudis launched new airstrikes in Yemeni capital. Bombs set fire to a plastics factory in a surrounding neighborhood. Saudi coalition forces have announced a new round of airstrikes against an industrial area in the Yemeni capital of Sana. On Thursday, the strike centered on the Al Jaraf neighborhood. According to the coalition statement, the attack targeted two industrial buildings. They claimed one was for manufacturing drones and the other contained launch pads. Locals, however, told a very different story. According to locals, the strikes had a plastics factory starting a large fire in the neighborhood warehouse. On top of that, an additional strike hit a nearby house, though there were no casualties reported. Still, the strikes caused a panic in the neighborhood and fires caused a fair bit of damage. Strikes have been increasingly common across northern Yemen where the Saudi forces have been carrying out such strikes for over four years. Um, and, yeah, remember, WikiLeaks was the validator or at least, you know, o o showed that we were involved in this, you know, um, a while ago. Saudi coalition airstrikes kill 11 Yemeni girls. Worst day of fighting in Libyan capital. So we're still fighting over there. A week of heavy fighting in the Libyan capital of Tripoli grew substantially Wednesday and into Thursday, with both sides bringing tanks in. Locals reported heavy tank fire heard across the city. Reports are that the evading Libyan National Army of 
Khalifa Haftar, Haftar is no more than seven miles from the city center at this point, while Unity Government PM Fayez Siraj has issued a call for Libyan armed forces to mobilize. He also urged locals to fight to defend Tripoli from the Haftar coup. Indications are that this call to arms was answered chiefly by Misrata militias who arrived in the force in Tripoli and were firing grad rockets of the LNA force to keep them from advancing any further. It's not clear how this fighting is all going to end as the LNA does not appear to have the force to take the city outright, but Hafter is unlikely to quit the offensive without some new concessions to strengthen his position. Hafter doesn't even necessarily have to win the fight militarily as even being present around Tripoli has caused trouble, has put UN efforts to hold new reconciliation conferences on hold and similarly forced Siraj to scale back diplomatic efforts and focus Focus on just keeping control of as much of the city as he can. Uh, so Libya is a total shit show, and uh, we had a big, big part to play in that. I'm sure there's WikiLeaks documents about that as well. Um, you know, and let's see. While uh, before I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap this up. Uh, let me just see if there was anything I wanted to kind of talk about the brexit i think brexit stuff has been pushed back like they keep delaying it now somehow um so yeah so that's you know that's uh that's still out there um the uh i would say that you know in up until now uh, there's still been a lot like um something i've noticed about the whole Mueller Mueller report or whatever is that like Man, the liberals have not lost any steam. And, I, you know, I think I kind of expected that. Uh, they don't give a fuck. I mean, it's like as if Trump, like, actually did collude with the Russians. I mean, it just, like, doesn't matter, you know? <clears throat> and, um, yeah, uh, I had some other notes, things that I was going to talk about. But I feel like this Assange thing just really, uh, you know, really took over the headlines for me um something else came out and this was not a wikileaks thing but the u.s pays 500 million for fake al-qaeda propaganda videos uh the pentagon have hired hired a uk-based pr firm to produce and disseminate videos during the iraq war 500 million dollars for this unfucking believable so that wasn't even WikiLeaks. That was just the independent. I'm not sure who they are. Um, yeah, there's a lot of ill shit going down, though. You know, you should really, really, if you don't look at antiwar.com, you should look. This shit is going on every single day. You know, every day. Like, there's, yeah, like, we, there's definitely domestic issues and stuff here for sure in the United States. Um, but, you know, like, I don't know, like, people are going to deal with that. It's like, if it actually affects you, then, you know, you're going to, like, wind up speaking up. But this shit, like, if we don't make an effort to make noise about it, they're just going to silently kill all these fucking people and, like, take over this region and do whatever the fuck it is they're trying to do over there. Um, so, really, like, and, and, you know, I've said this, I've said this before, you know, anti-war type stuff, I think, 
is one of the few things that we can, you know, as libertarians share without being like called racist, right? No, like when, when we like take the moral high ground of being opposed to the war in Yemen, you know, there's no, like, nobody can, can like, I don't know, push us off of that. Like, it's such a solid place to be. Um, so if I know it's really hard to talk about this stuff, and I, you know, I don't like to bring it up with my friends, but, uh, you know, you share, this is like stuff you could share without your friends, like calling you a Nazi. And this is like, a lot of this stuff from antiwar.com. So I super duper recommend it. Uh, so I'm going to wrap up here. Um, this was a teensy bit shorter. Looks like we were an hour and around an hour and 10 minutes in. Um, so uh, yeah, you can uh, find me. I forgot to do this in the beginning again, but you can find me on Twitter, Patrick J. Bradley. You can find a podcast webpage on Facebook. Uh, and when you want to do that, just search for um, Whistling in the Dark podcast and you will find it. And I am on Gab and it's just gab.com slash whistling in the dark, all one word. And if you, um, yeah, if you're interested in joining Gab, I have a Gab Pro account and I still can give you an invite. So um, let me know if you're interested in joining Gab. And otherwise, if you're feeling super fucking bold, share uh, my podcast. Share with your friends or at least talk about it. Talk about, you know, where you hear it. Um, or, you know, what, if you're talking about something that you heard from here. You know, maybe say, oh, yeah, I was listening to this podcast, Whistling in the Dark, and, you know, this guy was talking all about this, you know, all about this Julian Assange stuff and how it's, like, crazy how negative the view of him has become in, like, just, like, regular people when, you know, before these DNC hacks and Podesta emails, liberals were pretty, like, into Julian Assange. And, um, and I mean, at the end of the day, man, the guy is, like, WikiLeaks is so anti-war so all right well i uh, hope you guys are doing great and uh i will get back at this soon enough peace stories floating around before we left rumors about something being for instance the way all our preparations were kept under such tight security the melodramatic touch of putting doctors Hunter or Sam. Sorry about this. I know it's a bit silly. Just a moment. Just a moment. It's going to go 100% failure within 72 hours. And it will stay that way until...